Coming at you from the Steel City, you're listening to Poor Man's Podcast, Pittsburgh's premier comedy podcast. Your weekly dose of humor hosted by Chris Hopper and with a new special guest each week. And here's your host, Chris Hopper. Woo! Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poor Man's Podcast. I'm here as Chris. Poor Man's Podcast Sports Extra with Sports Guy JP. JP, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing just fine. How's it going over there? Not too bad. Excited? Uh, you getting excited for the Super Bowl yet? Uh, almost as excited as I was for last week's game, you know. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> Not a big I, fan? I actually clicked on probably the last, I think it was the last two minutes of the Pro Bowl. I saw like Mac Jones. Like break a long run, you think it was rolled down <laughs> and do the Justin Jefferson taunt or whatever. Yeah, that's like all I caught of the Pro Bowl, which quite frankly was probably more entertaining than the rest of the. Game. I was going to ask if you watched any of it. I did watch. I put some of it on. It is not. It's even worse. Like it was bad when I remember watching it in like 2007. It's like ten times worse now. They don't even tackle anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's. I've heard run throughs or walk throughs in practice have been more. Um, you know, troublesome on players and playing in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I, that was the the least amount of effort I've seen. There was one play where um, I don't remember who it was. Maybe because uh, I, I remember Cam Hayward was rushing, and it was like him, Max Crosby, but they were like all would have sacked him, but they just didn't like. They weren't allowed to like tackle the quarterback essentially. Yeah, and I, I guess it's a player safety thing. Um. But then again, like who wants to play in the Pro Bowl at that point? I understand it's the only All Star game. It's at the end of the season, so I think, there's more wear and tear on these guys. I think that's pretty much the amount of effort they're going to get out of that anymore, unless they unless they you know give a big price tag to the team that wins. Yeah, and quite frankly, I'm fine with it. I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I, they try to make it more entertaining by drafting teams instead of doing conference versus conference. I mean, it's it's a wasted cause at this. Point. I would be interested to know the percent. Of all pro players who are actually playing in a Pro Bowl. Right, versus like the guys who are just getting in. Yeah, that versus the, the third safety because everybody else turned him away. Like, when's the last time Tom Brady has ever played in a Pro Bowl? Yeah, I was just thinking that. And I was thinking this this is the year he should have done it. Yeah, that actually would have made sense. Um, though I did hear rumors that he said um, doors like open or, you know. Anything's possible, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That was kind of a surprise to me. I, I wasn't expecting Brady to retire with, I mean, just being as good as he still is with a team that could definitely still compete next year. Yeah, I don't I, mean, I don't know what their free agent situation is. but I mean, Brett, Brett Favre at least waste, waited longer than a week to come back, you know. Brett Favre came back six or seven times, it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think is I think Brady's done, but um, I think it was, Brady to the Jets. Nobody would ever see that coming. No, <laughs> to go back and beat up that the AFC back. East. Only way he would come back, I think, would be to play for San Fran or someone like that. Yeah. Well, it's looking like they're probably going to be losing their quarterback. Yeah, and there's multiple sources going on. I guess Jimmy Garoppolo to Pittsburgh seems to be a narrative going around. I I'm not hoping for that. I if if you don't have a quarterback that's just gonna get it done, then like I'd rather you not be good. 
I'd rather you not pretend to be like a, you know, mediocre team that you're relying on just a quarterback that's not going to get it done anyway. Might as well suck and get it, just get that franchise guy. My, my saying, like, I understand that I think Garoppolo at this point is better than Roethlisberger, and they were a playoff team with Roethlisberger, so I get other people saying where Garoppolo can, you know, he, but it's more point of a Band-Aid. I know, think you're just putting <laughs> off the rebuild for two more years then. Right, exactly. Plus, I hear he's a $27 million cap hit. He's not worth it. That is such and, a huge cap hit, and I think that's going to be the number one thing that keep teams away from him. If he can restructure that or something, I don't know how that works, but I can't see any team that would want to spend that for that. Yeah, and he's... um. I hear the asking price is a second round pick or a third round and a player. And honestly, I think, you know, second, third round pick, you can find a serviceable player, maybe a starter even um, for 10 years. If you're lucky and hit the jackpot at that, I think Garoppolo is a quarterback here for maybe two years. If he's here, maybe three. And like I said, it's, if you can't find that franchise this guy, I'd rather not stick around in this limbo where you're anywhere from like the 15th to, you know, 22nd. Best right. Team. Yeah. I just feel like you're stuck in. you're not going to get that. I feel like you really need to just have a, a, that top pick, that pedigree at the quarterback or just be so lucky and have a guy drop like Russell Wilson. Yeah, and Garoppolo's had tremendous players around him and great coaches. I don't necessarily think that he's, you know, I, I, I give him more credit than a lot of people do, but I don't see him being good enough to overcome the other issues the Steelers have, like rebuilding the offensive line, finding, you know, more help on the defensive line to stop the run game, and, you know, even finding that guy at quarterback this year. Um, what are you, what would I you, just don't think Garoppolo's the answer. What would you think about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo just being in a different offense other than a Kyle Shanahan offense that's based around the run? How do you see him in an offense where he would be forced to throw the ball, you know, 25 times, 30 times? Well, to simply put it, I don't think a team looking to throw the ball would ever acquire Jimmy Grappolo. Yeah. Yet alone, if they did, it would be, you know, because they win football games when he's limited in throwing the football. Yeah. Like, it's like, like when he game. doesn't turn the ball over, he's like, whatever. He has a pretty good record. But when, when he has a turnover on the board, his, I mean, as, as I would assume most quarterbacks with that stat line, but I guess his is. You know, and he also from Belichick, who are early in Brady's career, and when they had Mac Jones this year, I mean, it became a run-first offense, just like the 49ers ran, just like P- Pittsburgh could become again, maybe if they find a line to protect Najee Harris up front. But like I said, I, I I think to win football games this in this day and age, you need a quarterback who's able to take shots down the field and not be a game manager. That's why you move off Alex Smith and that's why the 49ers drafted Trey Lance third overall. Do you do you think if they brought somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo in and kept their first round pick and took an offensive lineman, say, do you think they're a, a playoff team? You could consider it considering I think they'd be a better I think Garoppolo is better than Ben. It's I think just, I think if he came in, people would be surprised at how good a quarterback in a Steelers uniform would look like not named Ben Roethlisberger, just because of how far he's fallen off. Like, if Ben retired four years ago, I think we would have more of a a shock. But since his game has declined so much, especially over the last two years, I think it would be an an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. I think Grappler would be an upgrade from Roethlisberger. I just don't see it as... 
you know, a, a potential playoff run by any means, especially in the AFC where you have all these young and up and coming quarterbacks and mm-hmm. in a division with, you know, the Bengals who are playing in the Super Bowl and then Baltimore, who's going to get Lamar Jackson back healthy in Cleveland, who has a loaded roster and Baker Mayfield's been nagging through injury all year. And I think getting these guys back healthy Steelers are going to have a new quarterback. I think that all that favors the other three teams in the AFC North. Yeah, definitely. I don't see any quarterback coming in, and then when it comes down to it and it's on the line, any of them going toe-to-toe with Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson. Plus, we're forgetting, like, Steelers were a playoff team, and that's with T.J. Watt getting a sack record. That's also with, you know, Najee Harris um, in the backfield, uh, Deontay Johnson making a Pro Bowl. Like, none of those are guaranteed moving forward. Right. I'm I'm hoping to see a lot out of uh, Friar Muth. I think the offense could be good with with a quarterback, but I'd like to see them take an offensive lineman. I don't. I'm not blown away by any of these quarterbacks coming in the draft. Uh, I'm not too big on any of them either. It seems like uh, Peckett will be off the board by the time Pittsburgh's there. I'm hearing um, potential interest between Pittsburgh and Malik Willis out of Liberty quarterback. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing that he would pr- most likely be the pick if he's available among if they do go quarterback over yeah. a Sam Howell or a Matt Corral, possibly. When is the draft? Where it's February now, I guess it's, it's April? usually in late later April. Okay, yeah. So I mean, there I'm sure the draft board will change six times before that. Six times yeah, I mean, a week. Yeah, obviously, we haven't had the combine yet, so <gasps> anything's likely to you know change. Right. I mean, Kenny Pickett's hand might not grow anymore, and, you know, he could drop out of the first round. Yeah, and uh, I don't really see much of a first-round grade, to be honest with you, with a- any of these guys, but it's I just think it's because the, the quarter position yeah. teams are going to reach. It's just because kind of like the overall level is lower than normal that people will reach up for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like it's such a quarterback heavy league now, where anyone who's making a run is strictly based off the quarterback play, and I think that, like we said, you need that franchise guy, and I'm not necessarily sure we have one in this draft unless they have a great supporting cast around them. Did you see the the Steelers were talking with Lewis Reddick today? Yeah, I heard he got an interview for uh, Colbert's position. Correct. So we'll see. What would you think about that? I know, yeah, he's a former scout for Washington and Philly and was actually the director of personnel for the Eagles um, from 2010 to 2013. I, I like his um, um, a- analysts on the draft every year. I, I do like listening to his take on players each and every year, like a Daniel Jeremiah or Bucky Brooks. It's just, I'm not necessarily sure what you know, being a GM, that's a little different than actually scouting because you have to make the moves and you have to, you know, maintain a happy coaching staff. Um, I, I don't really know too much about Riddick as far as a GM role, but I know he does have siblings who are in office positions in the NFL. And I, I like his takes, like I said, as an analyst. I'm just interested to see how it translates to a general manager position. I agree with that. I, I do like him on Monday Night Football kind of you know listen to him break it down um but yeah it doesn't automatically translate you see mike mayock or whatever you know guys like that then he goes to uh las vegas or whatever yeah it seems like a lot of those guys that when they make the the tv thing and then kind of go back it doesn't always translate Mm -hmm. i think though the 
he like does Barry Melrose in the NHL young ideas than like a Mike Mayock. So I'm excited to see, you know, I think he can translate the Steelers into more of a 21st century team to keep up with today's NFL. Yeah, that would be, that'd be awesome. It'd be great. I mean, he, he played college ball as a D back at Pitt and, um, yeah, it'd be great to have him back. Yeah, that would, that would be definitely be cool. Um, I, I noticed this, uh, during the, the Pro Bowl, they said Kyle Pitts was the first person born in the 2000s to play in the Pro Bowl. Oh, wow. That's crazy that he was born in the 2000s. But yeah, I yeah, guess so now. I remember when I think it was Ricky Rubio, he was the first player born in the 90s to be drafted to like one of the four major sports. And that feels like that wasn't even that long ago. And now we have people born in the 2000s making the Pro Bowl. Yeah, times are changing. I couldn't believe it. Kyle Pitts also, I saw, became like the first rookie tight end to break a thousand yard mark since Mike Dicka. Oh, wow. And I, yeah, I, I think I did hear that. And it blew my mind that Ditka had a thousand yards back then. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. It's a remarkable accomplishment <laughs> that no one seems to talk about. I was actually talking with a, uh older gentleman. Do you know when Ditka the, played the, the years roughly? Did he play in the 60s? He would have played in like yeah sixties, um, fifties, sixties era. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. an insane uh, number. Well, I was actually talking to um, um, an, an older gentleman about um, you know, just football in general, and uh, I never really thought like tight end was never really a thing. Like before the two thousand, like the era of the Jason Wittens and Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, all them. There really haven't been many great tight ends, at least in the receiving game, that come to mind other than, you know, Kellen Winslow or yeah. like a Dave Casper and then Mike Dicka. I was going to say literally those two is Kellen Winslow and Dave Casper, like before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you just never see, you know, I mean, it was such an evolving position that's now crucial to today's game. And before that, I mean, you hear pretty much John Mackey and Ditka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dicka. Okay, yeah, I got Dicka was actually drafted in 1961 and played till 72. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I because it's so far before my time, I think I don't, re- like, recognize how much of a beast Mike Dicka was as a football player. He set a bunch of pit records, too, I think, when he played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely one of the greatest. Aliquippa uh, did, I think. Yeah, yeah, Aliquippa, one of the best <laughs> pit Panthers of all time. He got, yeah, his, his 89s retired and... um. I mean, he, he's, he's easily, without a doubt, one of the best players to ever play for the Blue and Gold. Definitely best tight end. Do you think, as far as, like, you know how we talk about the Mount Rushmore of things, do you think Mike Ditka makes it on the list of just NFL characters, like people that you would tell the story with? Uh, you could argue. I think you need a separate category. You need, like, players and coaches as a separate thing. But, but yeah. No, I get what you're saying, but I think... Yeah. I mean, he was a beast as a player, too. He was just before a lot of people, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear his take. I, I would also like to get a guy, though, who's kind of accomplished more as a coach, yeah. I think, if I were to get somebody, but I think Ditka... Well, I'm saying more... Ditka was more than just that, though. He was a personality, too. Like that, like Deion Sanders. Like a bigger-than-just-your-stats guy. Like, mm-hmm. on the yeah. sideline, he... Like, I'm saying, like... If you're telling the story of the NFL, like, personality is a lot. Yeah, he'd be a good personality. I'd also like to get his take on, like, the rookie Williams trade. Like, why? Like, how, <laughs> like the regret you have there. Just, you know, all of that. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> that's crazy. That and then he only played like a couple years with the Saints. Yeah, or he coached. Yeah, for from. No, I'm saying Ricky Williams. Oh, rookie! I thought I thought you meant uh, yeah, Dicka. Yeah, he was out the door pretty much around the time Dicka was. Yeah, but he gave up so much for like nothing in no time. Yeah, it was an entire draft he gave up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, oh, speaking of the Pro Bowl, I, I was going to get your take on this because I was I saw some old video, um, for like an NBA uh, All Star game. I do you like the All Star uniform? like the blue versus the white or the red versus the white? Or do you like when they go with the, like, the home team wears their dark jerseys? Like in the NBA, they all wear their their dark jerseys, and then the away team wears their, but they wear their own team. Okay, so you're saying that, like, in the um, NBA All-Star game, if you get, like, a LeBron in, he'll be wearing a Lakers jersey. Yeah, he'd wear a Lakers jersey. But but it's, like, black. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah, or purple. Okay, so um, you're just saying that I I, I kind of like what they did a few years ago. They had, uh, and they, they still might do this. I don't really pay too much attention, but I, I kind of like the traditional red and blue uniforms for the Pro Bowl with, like, your team's logo somewhere. Uh, okay. Maybe your team's helmet like they did back in the day. Do they not huh? wear their team helmet now? I think uh, they still wear their helmet. Like I said, I I had the Pro Bowl. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't picture like an AFC helmet. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I don't think um, they would refit them. That's like one of those personal things. Like they wear their own pads. They just put a different jersey on. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of like um, jersey color and then one way to recognize the team you play for. Yeah, but in the NBA, I think it's different. I think it looks cooler when it's like when it's like that. I don't know. And I feel like they used to do that for the NHL too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not too sure, but um, I'm sure that like. Well, that's uh, all that that the Pro Bowl and All Star Game stuff I could come up with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The uniforms. <laughs> I mean, because they're just so bad. It really was. It was like touch football. Yeah, it's not even worth it. I'd and I think every quarterback threw an interception. They said. Yeah. Uh, well. I mean, <laughs> you don't care, and you're just going back to throw the ball at that point. Like It's we'll like just play and hope nobody gets hurt. Yeah. and I mean, we do have kind of an important game coming up on Sunday, so uh, we should probably drop some Pro Bowl talk. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, here, last thing before we get into the Super Bowl talk, and then uh, we'll get into the Super Bowl talk, obviously. <laughs> what a transition. Uh, Washington Commanders, what's your take? That's a stupid name. <laughs> yeah. Just it's it's dumb. There was all this hype. It's it's exciting to get a new team name. I understand why they wanted to change the name, but Commanders to me, I just don't like because I was hearing rumors of like red red tails or you know yeah. red wolves. Like I wouldn't <laughs> mind keeping the the, the red, Ryan kind of red maybe wolves. a Native American thing that's like empowering in some way rather than what what it was. Yeah. But now just going with Commanders to me is it's just totally out of. It looks uh, like something from it's any like given Sunday. I, just, I, I don't like it. Yeah, it seems like a fake team, like in the in the replacements. They'd play them. Yeah, yeah, or just like, you know, like a team that it's like the generic create your team on Madden. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that'd be the Titans, but that's actually already a franchise's name. Yeah, um, it would be, jeez, <laughs> um, I can't even remember what I was just about to say. I'm glad they kept the, the colors, obviously. But, oh, that's what I was going to say. I, I, for football team, they like I said from the beginning, they should have just gone football club and stuck with that. That's cool. 
I didn't mind football club. I initially thought it was, you know, <laughs> kind of stupid, but then, you know, it kind of has like a historic value to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it does. It makes it sound old. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, mean, I mean, they weren't going to relocate. And just put like thing. Washington football club established for like 19, whatever. I wouldn't have minded, like, maybe even an old name from back in the day, and they get, like, like the Canton Bulldogs or something, Washington Bulldogs, or... Oh, yeah. You know, like the Akron Pros, you get, you know... (laughs) Pros is a horrible name, too, but at least it has, like, historic value. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... What do you think one of the worst uh, pro team names is? Athletics has to be one of the worst, right? Athletics is bad. White Sox, (laughs) Red Sox. my, My take would be Red Sox or White Sox, whatever one came second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I that's it's so bad, but it's like because you could like see like okay, they have a bird logo, so let me just pick another bird. Like they were like they have a sock logo, so let me just pick another <laughs> color sock logo. <laughs> and uh, even if you think like what a spur actually is, that's kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so funny thinking of some of them. Yeah, you know pistons. Yeah, it's definitely stupid. I mean, like, uh, wild is kind of vague. The Minnesota wild. Yeah. The Browns is kind of arrogant because it's like we're naming it <laughs> after me, the owner. Yeah, Paul Browns. Then, <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Little did he know what, like, name value that would have after he was done with football. How Do you think uh, we're going to have to see a Chiefs name change at some point? Um. I mean, potentially, I, I could see that just just the way like cult culture can be like sensitive to things so possibly. But I, I don't know if in like, uh, you know, I don't want to be, you know, like non progressive or whatever it is. I don't really understand chief necessarily. Is that like offensive? Because it seems to me chief is kind of like more empowering, definitely more so than Washington's original name. I oh, yeah, I get Washington should have definitely changed their name. But I'm thinking just because people are so over the top, like, well, we don't want anything to, you know, cross any blurry lines or anything. So we, you know, is it, you know, we don't like when they do the the chop or whatever. Like, what's that an issue before the tomahawk chop or whatever? Maybe Florida State. Yeah, I could see something like that where it's like people doing something that comes from another culture where it might be, you know, offensive. But I feel like the name alone, Chief, is kind of, I it's just for the record to be honorable yeah. to like, you know, a native chief. I just for the record, I don't think they should change the name. But I'm mm-hmm. saying just the way society is going, do you see that will happen? Because there's always I mean, a possibility. I mean, we could find out Steeler was like, oh, Steeler was, you know, a derogatory term for, you know, iron workers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I could see um I mean anything's possible, I guess. Um I, <laughs> yeah. I I think the name's fine, though. All right. Do you want to get into some Super Bowl talk? Sure. I'll tell you what. Doing a, almost 25 minutes, we're at 23 minutes. Doing that dressed on Pro Bowl, uh, hats off to myself and you, I have to say. I mean, where <laughs> else can you get great content like that other than the poor man's podcast? JP, can you think of the, your favorite Pro Bowl moment? Favorite Pro Bowl. The only one I remember, to be honest with you, was Heinz Ward's. Like I was gonna say, yeah, that's that's the classic one. That's the best one because it's the only one I remember. The kickoff return for a touchdown. I don't think anyone's done that yet, but I don't know. Like Cordero Patterson, which is crazy because nobody plays special teams. (laughs) Like there's like one or two. Like Matthew Slater's there every year, 
But then, like, I, I was watching the play where Brian Mormon got blown up by Sean Taylor. And, like, John oh, Lynch is in on that play, on, like, the punt team. Like, there's definitely a bunch of guys who aren't always on special team. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy that there's not more kick returns in the history of the Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah. That, that is true. I never thought of that. Plus, like, Heinz Wards was also an onside kick, which I think makes it pretty cool. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pro Bowl. I think that Sean Taylor hit was definitely a moment that, I totally forgot about, but that really was like almost a hit that like made Sean Taylor, like Sean Taylor, even though it was in the Pro Bowl. And it also made Brian Mormon more famous too. Yeah. Brian Mormon was, he was in the fastest man competition. And, and he can and, move. It's, it's like, <laughs> I heard like Micah Parsons beat Tyreek Hill in a race. Oh, I was watching that. Tyreek, I heard he like stumbled though. Yeah. So it was like, it seemed like they were going up. They were all in a three point stance. Tyreek Hill was kind of standing. He seemed like he was taking his time. And then, like, the horn blew, and they all took off, and Tyreek Hill, like, stutter stopped, then ran, and then, like, slipped a little. And, like, yeah, Parsons won. I mean, Parsons definitely beat, like, uh, Stephon Diggs, I think, was in it, and Nick Chubb, I think. So Tyreek Hill was just pulling, like, a rabbit and a hare sort of thing. He he was being, like, arrogant into it, and I think got taken back by the horn that went off, and then, I think, was, like, embarrassed, and then, like, didn't really try. (laughs) Yeah, I, I thought it was cool, too. The, I, I didn't get to see it, but I heard that uh, Trevon Diggs played receiver and Stephon Diggs played corner on him. Yeah, I did too. see that. Uh, I think Stephon Diggs held uh, on the coverage. and uh, But, yeah, that was pretty much the most excitement out of the Pro Bowl. And Mac Jones' dance uh, on a play that didn't count. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we're saying Pro Bowl and Mac Jones says enough about the Pro Bowl. Although, I think they did something where they took the, the ball on, like, 4th and 15. Did you hear about that? Instead no. of doing kickoffs? No. Okay. I, I thought guess. I heard about that. But, like I said, I didn't watch the Pro Bowl that closely. But I think they did, in lieu of a kickoff, they did, like, 4th and 15. And if you converted, you kept the ball. Oh, they, like, experimented with it. Yeah. That's cool. Why not? Yeah. I, why not just use the Pro Bowl or the preseason and change the roles for something like that? Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good idea and just test it out and see how it goes. They did that with the extra point and I think they stuck with it. So I'd I, like to see them experience. I agree. I like seeing them try something. If it doesn't work, at least it's in a game that nobody cares about. Yeah, I agree. I, I also had to tell you um, Akron Pros, by the way, 1920. Uh, first ever league champions Ch- check this out and uh they outscored their opponents throughout the course of the year 151 to 7 oh wow stout defense yeah people wow. are always talking about the 85 bears but they don't talk about the what 1930 pros 1920 1920 pros 1920 akron pros 8-0 with three ties <laughs> 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 uh, the the old school football records are always the best because they're like league champions at like six and two. Like there's a team that has a better record, and then there's also a team that only played like two games. Uh huh. <laughs> they missed uh, a game week seven against Detroit, canceled due to rain. <laughs> wow, that's funny. <laughs> they probably didn't have like there's probably games canceled due to like darkness. Uh huh. There was there was a, a team. That was either like a pro team or a college team that like never played at night because they just never got lights in their stadium until recently. Unless it was the Cubs or something at Wrigley. Maybe I'm thinking of something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe none of that's right, but I'm pretty sure there's a team that that's true for. 
Oh, JP, while I'm thinking about it, uh, give a shout out to, to fan Dan Rainey, listener. We, we shouted him out on the show last week. He's a big fan of the Sports Extra with Sports Guy JP. Dane Rainey. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, well, sh- shout out to you. Keep listening. Um, <laughs> if you want like real analysis, listen to this. Don't go on to you know the fan or what whatever Yinzer <laughs> station you want to listen to. Stick yeah. it here with uh, Poor Man's Podcast. Much appreciated. There you go. Couldn't have said it better myself. Now let's get to this, some Super Bowl talk. Yeah, sure. Has the so, line moved yet? No, we, we're still stuck at four a four point spread, and um, I, I'm I'm getting word. I think CJ Uzama at tight end for the Bengals has been listed as probable, as well as um, Tyler Higby for the Rams is actually listed as doubtful. So yeah, I think I, that I yeah, saw that 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 Higby was working his way back. Uh, I st- saw that it was a long shot, but there was a chance. I did not hear about Uzama or whatever, and I I thought they were. I didn't think either of them were going to play. I didn't either. They both looked like they suffered serious injuries, um, I, or at least to miss you know two weeks worth. But I mean, good for them. It's the Super Bowl. It's I mean, you got to you know almost like kill yourself to not playing that. So I know Higby's got to be frustrated not being able to get out there. Uh, J- Jack Youngblood to to me is like you know, a, a man among men, broken leg and plays mm-hmm. not only the Super Bowl, but the Pro Bowl too. <laughs> um, back Could you days. imagine anybody playing the Pro Bowl with a People broken nail? Pro Bowl now just because, <laughs> yeah. like, the, the, their dog is heartbroken. Yeah. Or, you know, you know. They just I, don't I just don't want to travel to the West Coast. Yeah, just, just I, I'd rather just sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think it's cool for, like, younger players and new players for, like, a year. And then I think once you're like seven years in, like no one wants that. Like, do you ever see Aaron Rodgers playing in the Pro Bowl again? Right. And it's I, not I, because he's not going to get there. It's just because he's not going to want to. Yeah, that's how it, it seems like. I'm actually surprised Mahomes even played. And this is year like four for him. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised to see that. I mean, it's not even like I get a free trip to Hawaii anymore. Yeah, but I did see they had it in Vegas. I think they have to have it in kind of a destiny. Like if you go to, you know, Motor City. Detroit for the Pro Bowl, I don't think a lot of the, the players are probably yeah. going to want to go. <laughs> True. Um, or go to Chicago. Yeah, but anyway, to get back, it seems like we always get sidetracked from Super Bowl to Pro Bowl for no explanation whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, anyway. Um, what was the spread so on the Pro Bowl? No. Okay. <laughs> it, this Super Bowl is actually, it's uh, the youngest combined age for their coaches in league history. Um, so we get, we get a couple yeah. of young guys and uh, Zach Taylor and Sean I think thirty six and thirty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we it's um you know that McVay tree. Every anyone who seems to know him, these younger guys are getting hired. It's just the new NFL. It's so crazy that Sean McVay is like what he's in his second Super Bowl now, and yeah. he's been like a perennial like contender, and he's thirty six. Like it feels like he's been doing this forever now. Andrew Whitworth's older than him. He's only like four years older than Stafford, his quarterback. Is Andrew Whitworth still playing? Yeah, he'll he'll play. Okay, good. I'm glad. That's one thing. Like, I don't really care as a fan who wins. I I don't either. And Whitworth even shouted out the Bengals this week. He's like, I'm happy for my former team and my current team. And like, honestly, like, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. Is anybody even on the Bengals who he played with anymore? Maybe not. Um, I actually, f- funny thing, Aaron Donald, 
I saw has made more all pros and pro bowls than everyone on the Bengals. Oh, wow. Yeah, so ben- Bengals Aaron, are a young team. And Aaron right Donald hasn't been, you know, around for, you know, for, you know, 40 years. Like, he's in, what, his sixth year, maybe? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he was drafted the year. Um, maybe he's older than I'm thinking. Yeah, I think he's a little bit older. He, he went when, I think, like, Jadavion Clowney was drafted. Oh, maybe. no way. He's that old? I th- I think around that year. It was the year Mike Evans went, too. Okay. Because people thought uh, Tampa might take Aaron Donald to pair of Gerald McCoy, but they ended up taking Mike Evans. Yeah. Well, uh, is Gerald McCoy still playing? I think he was hurt last year. I think Dallas signed him, and then he got hurt. And then is they- Gerald McCoy good? Do we know this yet? Like, Gerald now? McCoy? Like, he, uh, he was good uh, at Tampa Bay. I know, but I'm saying for because he started out slow, right? Uh, Gerald McCoy. Him and Ndamukong Sue got drafted the same year, right? Yeah, yeah. He, and he I thought Ndamukong Sue kind of started out like, oh, they Detroit won on Ndamukong Sue. And then I thought McCoy came back and had a stronger, like, middle career. But I, I don't remember him playing for a couple years. No, McCoy, uh, he, he made six Pro Bowls and three first-team All-Pros. Okay, well, that's a pretty good career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was drafted in 2010 and made his first Pro Bowl in 2012. Okay. So, yeah, okay. McCoy and Sue from the get-go were both pretty dominant. I think it might have been just because Ndamukong Sue did start, like, a little bit better. It is true. Ndamukong Sue was definitely better. Yeah, he started that. So it seemed like... Because I think McCoy was drafted two and then Sue was three, right? Uh, other way. Sue oh, was oh, okay. But they were they were picked back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And I right think after. they kind of got compared. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean... That's the same. If you're the same position and yeah. you get drafted back to back, you guys will always be compared, especially in the top ten. Yeah, I mean they both panned out better than Sam Bradford did. So, and then you're gonna have the people that compare uh, uh, Devin Bush and Devin White, which I think it's looking like Devin White was the <laughs> clear better Devin. Uh, it's an unfair comparison. I'm just gonna say there's not even a comparison. Like De- Devin <laughs> White's just better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's exciting. Was um the coaches out in Aaron Donald? I saw too. Um, it's the first Super Bowl since seeding. So they began the seeding process in 1975. This is the first Super Bowl since then to not feature a number one or a number two seed. Oh wow! So it's been. I mean, it has been. I can't remember the last time it hasn't been Brady or Mahomes or one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's crazy because like. It seems like in the league built for parity, you would see more teams, like three or four seeds, get right in. occasionally. Mm-hmm. It seems like more like lower seeds get in than like the three seed. Yeah, yeah, like you get like <laughs> a, a six that sneaks their way through. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I saw it's um, yeah, it's actually the highest combined seeds in a Super Bowl since Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Oh, really? And they're both tied at I guess like eight, so four, two four seeds, then the six and two seed, so. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what 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 are you taking? Who are you taking going into? It? You said the spreads what four? Spreads four right now. It's uh, the Bengals plus four. I I think it's it's going to be a close game. Both uh, both teams are pretty much evenly matched throughout the course of the year. When you look at um, the numbers, like total yards per game, the Rams beat the Bengals in that, but only by it, it's less than eleven. Uh, Bengals have them in rush yards per game by three. 
Reigns got him in pass yards per game by, um, you know, l- less than 20. Yeah. So I think that they're, I mean, they're evenly matched. They, they both get... Um, it seems like either one of these teams could start out on fire, just put up a ton of points. But it also seems like the other team could easily come back like and match them somehow. Yeah, I mean, and we saw both teams do that at some point during the playoffs. They're um, both capable of coming back. They're both capable of scoring points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Bengals have come back against, you know, Mahomes and the Chiefs in the title game. Um, Rams did have that comeback against them in Tampa Bay, so that's something that they need to be aware of heading into this game is that since he could turn on the gas any minute, right. and we need to make sure, you know, we're – covering our these receivers downfield. We're hitting Joe Burrow. You know, I, I think what's going to come down to, though, the one area where I see separation is the offensive line. I think I, I like the Reigns this week, and I do like them. I'm going to say I like them to cover, though I don't love it, because I, I feel like in the Super Bowl they should be able to win by at least a touchdown. I think the offensive line for the Bengals is going to struggle against the front for the Rams. I, I was going to say, I think the Rams' defense could be the difference in this. Yeah, Burrow's been sacked more than anybody, I think. Uh, and um, Aaron Donald, uh, this is remarkable. He's um, he's faced double team, um, you know, blocking on seventy percent of his snaps this season, and won nearly thirty percent of all of his snaps. He ranks one in both of those categories over the course. He of the is season. such a monster. Just watching him play, he's built different than like. Do you remember like I feel like when just not even like maybe fifteen ten years ago. It was like the Pat Williams, Casey Hampton guys in the middle. Tony Saragusa, Aaron Donald yeah, like, looks just, like like. <laughs> as, his job was just to be big and hit the running back when he came through. Yeah, the, the, plug yeah, the just, gaps like so the offensive line couldn't get to the next level, kind of keep the blockers off the linebackers, kind of thing. And now these guys, he, they still do that, but they're built like you know an Adonis. Yeah, like Aaron Donald's a little bit undersized compared to nose tackles, which is what's actually benefited him throughout his career. Oh, it is one of those low man win kind of thing, leverage. If you can get under the guy, and he's just, it has so much explosion. Yeah, he's the guy you could put not only at nose tackle, but on the outside as well. We saw that in Tampa Bay where he just. He, he looks just, like he could play running. outside linebacker if he needed him to. Like, yeah, yeah. And he just took the game over because he was generating pressure every snap. And I think bang, the Bengals must double-team him every snap, which is going to create one-on-one situations for uh, a, a player like Leonard Floyd, who, who's you know a top-ten pick, who's come along nicely with the Rams, and Von Miller, who's a former Super Bowl MVP as well. I think Von Miller could be a difference maker in this. I could see him turning it on for the Super Bowl, being a guy who's been there before. Plus, like the, the, this is why you go out and get these guys. Like you lose all your draft picks because you know Jared Goff. Like I said, it's not enough. That's why you go out and get Matt Stafford. That's why we trade for Vaughn Miller. It's to win games like this, not to get to these games. It's to win them. Was that this year that they traded for Vaughn Miller? Yeah, it was the middle of this season. That's crazy. It feels like he's been there for a while. Yeah, just, just middle of this year. They was he just off. with the Broncos? Yeah, he was still in Denver. He was. I feel like he's he's like not been on the Broncos for more than half a year. <laughs> I don't know, but plus, like, just his leadership tangibles and everything he's done for that team. I like Von and- Miller a lot. I thought that was a good get for them, a good veteran, and like having a guy with like a team like that who has been there and won. I think that's huge. 
It is, you know, and it's a guy who's won Super Bowl MVP. It, it's almost like the Demarcus Ware factor when he went to Denver and helped Vaughn Miller. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. I see Vaughn Miller now playing that role, you know, for Aaron Donald or someone like that. Yeah. Not that the, the Dallas has ever won anything in that recently. Which yeah, that's, why, that's why Demarcus <laughs> Ware shipped, shipped himself out. Yeah. I mean, hey. <laughs> I don't know. It's something in the water in Dallas. I don't. I don't see them, and I think it might have something to do with Jerry Jones and just putting together like a team of all stars. But I'm not a team. You, this is going to be a great off season too. I saw that Demarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper, just due to cap reasons, may have to be on the move. I, if I were them, I, I would get rid of Ezekiel Elliott rather than either one of them. Yeah. You know, just have Tony Pollard, and I don't think running backs are really that valuable in today's game compared to what they were, and I think. Tony Pollard produces just as much and is a much, much less cap hit. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. If he can stay healthy, he's a, a cheaper, better option. Yeah, it seems like Ezekiel uh, Elephant. Uh, Ezekiel Elephant. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. Um, speaking as like a fantasy owner, he uh, he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. Doesn't seem like. It doesn't see, even like from a fantasy perspective. He's getting like 15, maybe 18 points a game, which. You know, really isn't that much when you consider... Yeah, but he's like, they, they hype him up like he's like one of these, you know, number one guys. That's like, say, Quan Barkley for fantasy. Like, they hype him up, and then he gets hurt. Or Christian McCaffrey, who gets hurt. It's like those guys, they just don't seem like they're... Running backs have that power. Like, they I, I would just change every year. I would not Barkley in a fantasy draft, <laughs> even in the third round. I, I, I don't think I could do it. He's good for like two weeks. Well, he gets hurt, and Giants Giants are the worst team in the NFL, like roster wise. <laughs> yeah, it's just not worth it. <laughs> yeah, they don't have and and the thing with the like uh, the Jaguars, who are worst team record wise, I would much rather have a dumpster fire team with Trevor Lawrence than than have a dumpster fire team with Danny Dimes. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but but I was saying this offseason, I think it's gonna be exciting. You see, like. Uh, Kyler Murray now is coming out. I think disappointed with the Cardinals. Does he get you know calls? Does Aaron Rodgers? Why is he moved? disappointed with the Cardinals? I don't know. I guess he, he like removed um, Arizona from like all the social media platforms or something. That I, seems I, weird. I don't really know the details. Oh, that seems like that. That's strange to me because it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like Arizona did anything to Kyler Murray. No, no, I know. Maybe he wants a new deal, and they just haven't given it to him yet. I heard that's a possibility. He didn't run in the playoff game where he looked bad. I think maybe he's trying to preserve himself to get paid rather than risk injury. Uh, well, I guess we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe we'll see him in Pittsburgh next year. <laughs> Jeez, we, we we have just as much of a chance to get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. I'm I, I, I'm just gonna say I think realistically, maybe if they get a new quarterback, it's gonna be like a Mitch Trubisky. That's realistically what they're looking at. Where do you see a guy like Rodgers or uh, Russell Wilson, the aforementioned Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson, I'm not hearing much about specific teams where he could go. I heard in the past he did mention interest in the Raiders and I think it was the Bears. I I don't think that um, either one of them is really in the market for a quarterback at the moment. Um Chicago wants to see what they have in Justin Fields and uh, Derek Carr's with Vegas, even though I heard McDaniels. I mean, what if they swap Carr for Wilson? But I don't see it happening. I don't. I think the asking price for Russell Wilson is going to be very high, and maybe they find a buyer. I could see that potentially happen. And then with Aaron Rodgers, 
I, I, I've heard like mixed things. I heard that there's a, a potential trade that Tampa could move in and deal Mike Evans and maybe some picks. Um, but that would be so funny if if Aaron Rodgers got doubt and they lost their like top receiver, one of their best receivers. <laughs> I, I, I don't like, know he went that. from he went from having Godwin, Evans, and Antonio Brown the year before, and then Aaron Rodgers comes Brown. in and just Godwin's there. Yeah, Godwin's deals up. Evans can be traded. Ab's oh gone. wow, be gone. Yeah, That'd the Bucks could the Bucks could be a crappy team next year. They could and will be probably division. Division's so weak. Yeah, that is what's holding them in. Yeah, plus like like Jameis Winston will be a free agent too, so Saints won't have their quarterback. Who knows who the Panthers will have? Matt Ryan's getting old. Who knows it's, who the Matt Ryan's the clear cut favorite in the quarterback in that division. <laughs> it's crazy too. He seems like <laughs> but, he's fallen off since that Super Bowl loss. If Rodgers were to get moved, I, I think Denver is most likely. They're That's what I hear. Coordinators as well. taken over as the head coach, and I mean they have pieces on offense to support him. I think if he gets moved, it's going to be to Denver. Yeah. We'll see about that. But, yeah, that NFC South is just garbage. It's, I don't remember in recent history so many, like, teams not having quarterback certainty going into the next year. Like, it, yeah. uh, I know it I know it happens a lot. Like, it's something that happens every year, but it seems to be, like, four or five teams. This year it seems to be, like, seven or eight. It seems like a lot of teams now are recognizing a low enough floor just isn't good enough. Yeah. So it's like we have to, like, in the past, you would look at like a Gallup player card in the past, let's say ten years ago. No question, this is your franchise quarterback. But nowadays, it's like I don't even know if this guy can get me multiple playoff wins, and it's just smarter to consider other options. You, you see the same thing with Kirk Cousins, yeah. or you know, um, even J- J- Jimmy Grappolo, who's been to a Super Bowl. It's like all, all these guys in Jared Goff, who's been to a Super Bowl. It's these guys may be good, but they're not good enough. Yeah. Whereas in the past, it's like, okay, well, you know, I, I have an okay, decent quarterback. He's going to be my guy for the next decade, regardless. Yeah. Well, I think you have to kind of like that as a team that like, if, if it's not good enough, like I want to win. Like as a fan, I want my team to win. And if you're not good enough to win, then make yourself better. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, teams that have done it seem to have been successful. The Rams have been doing it better than anybody, and look look at the success they've had. They've been to two Super Bowls already under McVay. Yeah, so you are liking the Rams, though, again? Uh, yeah, I'm not again, with, but... with, with the Rams. Um, Bengals are loaded on offense, especially at um, the skill positions. Defense is better than people think, um, but I think the Rams just have more superstar power, and I think those are the guys that are going to get it done. Um, I, I like both it. defenses actually rank for the first time in Super Bowl history. Both defenses rank outside the top ten. Rams are fifteen, and Bengals are seventeen. Oh wow! I didn't realize that the numbers line up like that. Um, I, I, I'm interested to see how Joe Burrow does with Aaron Donald in his face the whole time, and somebody like Jalen Ramsey on the side. You know assuming he's watching Jamar Chase or somebody like that, you know, how he can get the ball out. But he seems like every every obstacle that's come up, he's just been so cool under pressure. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, because that's where I'm a little conflicted. I think Joe Burrow is better than Matt Stafford. It's just I think Stafford has a better team surrounding him. He seems like a guy who's been there like and won like multiple Super Bowls already. Mm-hmm. How about who do you think needs this victory more, Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford? I think Matt Stafford. Stafford, that that would be my pick too. Would be Stafford. I think Stafford needs it more because I think his 
his you know hourglasses you know emptying quickly. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he's not going to have too I many more chances. Super Bowl since uh, Kurt Warner played Steve McNair, where the quarterbacks in the Super Bowl never had a playoff win prior to making that Super Bowl. Oh wow. Yeah, I could see it's something, but it could be like that for Joe Burrow, and he needs to keep in mind it could be similar to Dan Marino. Let's make it in my second year and then not make it again. I think from Burrow's perspective, it's, it's you know, if I win this game, all I have to do is have a pretty good career, and I'll be considered a Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know, it's like get the hard thing out of the way first, whereas Matt Stafford, on the other hand, has done all the hard work, played for, you know, a dumpster fire all these years. And I think a Super Bowl win, not an appearance, a win, could put him in the Hall of Fame, and that's what he needs. Matt Stafford? Yes, I think Matt Stafford is a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback if he can win. I was just going to ask if you thought that. Yeah, uh, a Super Bowl is huge for a quarterback's resume. I think Matt Ryan's in the Hall of Fame today if he beats Brady. I think Phillip Rivers is in the Hall of Fame without any second question if he wins the Super Bowl. But I'm hesitant on both of those guys right now, and we'll see what happens with Matt Stafford. Who do you think is just a better quarterback, though? Matt Stafford or somebody like, I don't know, Warren Moon? Uh, I would say Stafford, just with, uh, I mean, I, I didn't really get to see Moon play a yeah. lot. He I'm also, not picking him in particular. I'm just picking a guy that's like, who's had like, all right, or Jim Kelly. Say say, say somebody like Jim Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, K- 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 Kelly also won a lot with a great team. Uh, Moon was definitely, you know, in playoff contention a lot. It's just... Stafford has so much raw talent that you never got to really see fully exposed in Detroit where, I mean, you had Calvin Johnson, but teams were also like, we're going to just throw three guys over there. Yeah. And then if you have three guys on one guy, no one else is performing. It's because you don't have a good enough team to support that. Yeah. They were very top heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that Stafford, I mean, I think he can throw the ball with the best of them throughout his entire career. And even the young guys of today, I just think, like, the overall quarterback, like, the average quarterback today is better than, like, some of the above-average quarterbacks from the 80s, say. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's a totally different game. Interceptions were thrown. But that that goes for every position, like, cornerbacks today compared to, like, the cornerbacks that, you know, were on the Houston Oilers in the 70s. Like, I'm sure there were some decent ones, but, like... How many cornerbacks back then do you think could play today? And I know that might be, like, a big thing that people will get upset about. But the game is just so different. Like, these people train from the moment they're, like, seven years old and have camps and stuff. Like, they didn't have that. They had people that were car salesmen in the off season. Yeah, and, and drinking beers at halftime. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, the, it's just a culture shift, you know? It's just a different... Change the it's game. become then, so much more of a business, so it's so specialized. It's so- I, I guess the counter argument, if there even is one, which I don't, because I agree with everything you said. The guys that play today could have played in any era previously, and the guys fifty years from now could have played in today's era. That's just the reality of the world. Yeah, but I mean, I guess the counter argument would be maybe the guys today wouldn't be you know as tough enough to hang in if the guys from the back in the day. You take one hit, and maybe you're done. Yeah. Oh, they're definitely baby more and stuff, but it, they're more of an investment today. Mm-hmm. The yeah, average exactly. cost of the player playing the game is yeah. what they have today. So when you're looking at it that way, versus you know, okay, I don't have that much in it. You know, they weren't mm-hmm. comp- they weren't worried about concussion protocol back then. Right. <laughs> and and one thing too, like I know that some people are saying, like, no, we don't have Brady, we don't have Rodgers and Mahomes, but. We get Stafford and Burrow, and I think that's, you know, these guys deserve I'm, a lot more credit than people 
like they both deserve a lot more credit. I'm right? very pleased with this Super Bowl. I am too. Um, so how about Matt Stafford? PFF graded highest quarterback when targeting man coverage and Joe Burrow's highest while targeting zone coverage. Oh. So, yeah, and um, I, Rams run a lot oh. of zone defense too, yeah. so I, that's going to play right into their hands. I'm so excited to see. And, like, I'm torn because, I like, I think I've said this on the show. Joe Burrow is probably my favorite player right now to watch. I just like watching. He's just cool under pressure. Like that play where he outran Chris Jones, like, twice and just, like, Ran out for the first down. Like, I like watching him play right now. But Stafford, like, I don't know if he's going to get another chance, and I'd like to see Stafford get a ring. And it's plays like that about Joe Burrow that you just don't anticipate, and then you see it happen. And then you're like, oh, that's a play that can change the I ball think if it's a close game at the end, I like I like Burrow. I do, too. I think Burrow is less turnover work. He's going to turn the ball over less than Stafford. Um, and it's like you said, I think Burrow, Burrow is one of my favorite players to watch today. But I think the Rams just have more guys that I would like to see get a Super Bowl. But I'm yeah. also kind of rooting for the Bengals, like, as a franchise in a way. You know, this is Cincinnati. These are, it, it's a hardworking team. It's not, you know, the celebrities out in L.A., not the bandwagon fans in L.A. This is a fan base and a team that wants it. They're hungry for it. And, you know, I they're quite frankly the less talented team of the bunch too and to see an upset in favor of them i think would be cool so i'm rooting for the organization yeah i'm with you it is it's kind of like the country team against the city team and i think the coaches look like that too yeah and we get joe coley in the way i mean it's a team that's easy to root for yeah i'm i'm interested to see if we feel this way in like four years when the Bengals win the division every other year yeah, <laughs> and you know Joe Burrow has two MVPs. I'm, I'm going to double down on my take, though. I'm going to say Joe Burrow. If you win, you're you're, you're a Namath. Like you know, you're that that you, <laughs> you you have a swagger. But if you if if you lose, then you just look like an idiot. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. It's wins and losses. Yeah, but I also think with with Joe Burrow, like he has he, I. I think he has a confidence that's not necessarily an arrogance. Like, I don't think he's like, he doesn't put anyone down. He's not like that. He's just like, he likes it and he wears it kind of thing. I, I, I agree with all that. But I think at the end of the day, some of like the outfits you're wearing, it, it, it's designed on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he likes the camera attention. on them too. Mm-hmm. It, it's done for, for attention seeking purposes. But there's people but- like AB who like the camera on them too. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously not as excessive as Antonio Brown or yeah. something like that. But it, uh, I'm just going it, to – its uh, I have to remain consistent if I'm going to say something. And if he's going to win – like when Brady does something, and when Brady's cocky and he wins, you're kind of like, oh, well, Brady did it, so that makes sense. I, I get it. He backed it up. I want to see if Burrow's going to do it too. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you're Anthony Smith guaranteeing victory – just shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. If you're Eli Apple, shut your mouth. Anthony Smith, that out of Syracuse. <laughs> you could have said out of Western Illinois. I'd be like, yeah, that's right. I'm pretty sure he's from Syracuse. <laughs> I thought he um, was going to be good. He was supposed to be a hard hitter. Eh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what I was going to say, too, is... Um, uh, what was it? So if you're going to go, like I said, um, in the way Brady does it, you know, if he's going to talk himself up and go out and perform at the highest level like he did every week, I, I just 
in, I'll defend him when he does it. I just need to have that same consistency, so to speak, I guess. If Burrow's going to talk a big game and back it up, 100% I'm on board. But if you go out and fall flat, you're kind of making a fool of yourself. JP, Anthony Smith did. He went to Syracuse. He went, he's from Hubbard, Ohio. Mm, Hubbard, Ohio. Yeah. And yeah. he, uh, guess what his 40 time was as a safety? 4-3. Four, 4-7-1. Four, oh, gosh. 4-7-1? <laughs> yeah. That's what it's listed on Google. Oh, my gosh. They should put him at, like, running back, tight end. Actually, no, not even that. That's really bad. Yeah. 4-7-1 is, like, I remember, do you remember the safety Myron role out of Florida State? He's, like, a brain surgeon. No, I'm, maybe. I mean, name's a little familiar, but not really. But, yeah, this was probably in, like, 2010-ish. Um, he was, like, he was, a like, all pro, or not all pro, but he was, like, an all-American safety. He was a beast. Uh, but he was a little bit slow. And I think the Titans drafted him. But he's, like, a brain surgeon now. But that was the whole thing. He ran, like, a 4-8 or something like that. Oh, wow. Which is, that is slow for a defensive back, that especially in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Like there are people on my high school team that that would too slow to be a defense back. <laughs> Anthony Smith, oh my gosh. Oh, speaking of D-backs, Eli Apple, by the way, if he's as tough as he was last week, he needs to put his money where his mouth is, and he should call out Cooper Copper, Odell Beckham before the Super Bowl. What did what did uh, he do that I miss? I don't know this Eli Apple gate. You know, did, did you remember him uh, calling Tyreek Hill like a baby or whatever after they won the game? Oh, no, this guy wants, what, what, what is it they say in uh, Remember the Titans? If you're going to give me a superstar attitude, you better give me a superstar performance or whatever they say to Petey <laughs> before he gets pulled. I'm, I'm, I'm telling Eli Apple. Wait, and which one? The replacements? Not the replacements. Uh, remember, remember the, the Titans? Titans. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm saying that to Eli Apple. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to act like this tough guy, we all know you bounced around four different teams already. You're not good, but if you're going to run your mouth, well, let's. You want to be a, b- a big mouth corner like Jalen Ramsey or Josh Norman? Get out and do it before the game. Well, let's back it up. Get out there, and I want to see you cover Odell Beckham or Triple Crown leader and Cooper Cup. Get out and make it happen. Yeah, unlikely probably, but what we will see. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, you think remember the Titans' best all-time football movie? Yes, e- easily, in my opinion. Yeah. Easily. Rudy, Rudy is incredibly overrated. I was going to ask thoughts on Rudy. Rudy, overrated. Um, he was probably offsides when he made the tackle <laughs> in real life. But I didn't see that real life play. He looked kind of offsides in the movie, too, though. So maybe. Like... <laughs> um, Rudy, and even as like, as like a shorter guy, I, I should like Rudy, but I, I don't. He, he gives us uh, sh- short guys a bad rep. I, I want more of a. Uh, Maurice Jones Drew or Darren Sproul, someone who went out and made it happen. That's more of an inspiration than a guy who made one tackle. Do you remember the well, those are running backs. Remember any linebackers? Like London Fletcher might be the the one that I remember who was like five ten. Sam Mills. How how big is he a shorter one? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I think he was. Let me double check that. But yeah, I'm like That's one of those positions though. Like you you see like guys like, oh well, I'm just yeah. so athletic, I, I outdo whatever. Like, oh, he's an undersized safety, but he runs a four two. Like for, for linebackers, they're pretty much like built like you have to be six three. Yeah, uh Sam Mills is five nine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, I think yeah, like uh, Mike Singletary might have been like five ten, but like some of those guys back then are shorter. Like anymore, you don't see guys like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like just out of principle because this guy, you know, is shorter because you know he does whatever looks one way. You should automatically like him because you look that way. No, no, no. I'm not giving Rudy any credit. <laughs> I-, I want more than one tackle to represent a-, a guy of my stature, and by stature I mean you know someone who needs to get on their tiptoes to reach the top shelf. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't even know if Rudy's the second but What what else is uh, uh, Have you seen any given Sunday? Any good? Any given Sunday is pretty good Well, the, the Al Pacino speech is better than the rest of the movie Yeah But yeah, that's solid you gotta, uh, you gotta like, Mark uh, Wahlberg was pretty decent Yeah Some of those Oh, you gotta like any uh, You gotta like Little Giants, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course uh, Kevin O'Shea would definitely get the job over Mike McCarthy If he was applying Yeah <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Danny O'Shea? No, no, not Dan- Dan- Danny's. Uh, Danny's the Giants coach. Danny's is the Giants coach. Yeah, Kevin O'Shea. He's a uh, he's a Heisman winner. Heisman trophy. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, that's something I don't think I appreciated so much at the time, but looking back, Kevin O'Shea Heisman winner. What if you got a Heisman trophy like like Andre Ware or somebody to coach your son's like Pee Wee team, and you found out he was just like you lost to super like... into it. <laughs> But yeah, but he lost to like you know Bob Ware, his brother, <laughs> his kind of nerdy brother that yeah, has his daughter like playing big, linebacker. Yeah, that, that like I feel like O'Shea was building that like seven year old training facility that we were talking about today, and then just lost to like a bunch of kids who just got done with like math class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, wrap up the Super Bowl talk, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap this up. So you like your overall, it's uh, going into the Super Bowl. JP's official selection is Rams. Do you like them plus uh, or minus four? I'm going to say minus four. Uh, throughout the playoffs, I'm sticking with my guns. The teams I pick, I take to cover. I'm going to take the Rams to cover. It's tough because Burrow's been playing lights out. But I, I, I'm going to take the Rams. I, I think Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, and uh, I'm going to say Von Miller. Von Miller and Aaron Donald are two premier pass rushers. They got the best corner in football. Those are the positions you need to win on defense. You know, I think Ramsey's going to take out one of the three studs since he's got just blanket him. I would take I would take J- Jamar Chase with him, blanket him, take him out, see if they can beat me another way. Um, both teams actually led the NFL in uh, 11 personnel. Uh, f- formations throughout the year, which means uh, three wideouts, a tight end, and a running back. Rams lined up that way 85% of the time. Bengals 78% of the time. Wow, so, that's really high. Yeah, yeah. So that that's what we're going to see a lot of is these sets. Because, and quite frankly, for these teams, why wouldn't you when you have a Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, Van Jefferson, and then on the contrary, you get uh, Tyler Boyd and uh, T. Higgins to compliment Jamar Chase. I mean, I think we have a lot of offensive playmakers in the Super Bowl. I wish that both these tight ends were healthy. I do too. They're they're both, um, you know, kind of the uh, forgotten guys in the offenses. I think Higby and Uzama can move the chains. They're not putting up, you know, overwhelming numbers that other tight ends do or the other playmakers on these teams, but they're both a viable part to their offense. I think they could step over and be bigger pieces if they didn't have so many other pieces on their team right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that both guys are capable of taking on a I think role. they both would have bigger numbers if they didn't have also, like, stars surrounding them. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. That's what I was saying. I think that they could both play a much more crucial role on a team if they weren't surrounded by, you know, so many other, you know, great pieces. You know, uh, Chase, obviously the number five pick in the draft, and Boyd and Higgins also drafted in the first two rounds. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this I'm excited for the Super Bowl. I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know who I'm pulling for yet. Like I said, I, I like Cincinnati just because they seem to be like the underdog. But I'd kind of like to see Matt Stafford win. I'd kind of like to see Eric Weddle come back and get a ring. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, I'm a big fan of. I'd like to see um, Aaron Donald win. I, I'd like to see Vaughn Miller win a second, too. Yeah, for sure. Andrew Whitworth, guys like that. Whitworth's a big one I like. Um, even o- o- Odell Beckham, you know. Yeah, and I'm Sean McVay. Four minute away because it seems like he's kind of rejuvenated himself. Yeah. I, it's cool to see how this goes. I don't know if it'll last like as, as the ins and out of the season though. Like is yeah. Odell Beckham under contract for the the Rams next year? No, he's gonna be a free agent. I, I could see them making an effort. I think he should stay. I think it. Fits I think well he should, but it might Robert be Woods will be back. His his Ram legacy might be better if he doesn't because like I don't know. I think his time might spoil. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's possible. It seems like he kind of overstays his welcome wherever he is. I mean, if you want to sign him for a year or two, but, like, I don't think he sees the end of a four-year contract. Right, I I agree. I'm thinking maybe one or two years on his deal. Uh, I know he's more of a house name than Robert Woods, but I think Robert Woods is a better wide receiver. I do, too. I think Robert Woods is a big loss. I do, too. and that's. I think he works well with Cup, too. Yeah, they went out and got Odell because of the Robert Woods injury. Yeah. So uh, I I wouldn't you know he is getting up there in age a little bit both Odell and Woods but I I think I would keep Robert Woods over Odell Beckham if I had to keep him. and I would assume that has to be a much smaller price tag as well. Yeah, and a less much less of a big headache if they're both peaking in terms of off the field issues. Yeah, yeah, probably. You know? <laughs> the, the, the window is much smaller for Robert Woods, like the the, the ceiling, I guess. Yeah, I don't think Matt Stafford needs Odell Beckham's dad on, like, Instagram being like, look at this guy not throwing the ball to my son properly. <laughs> that would be awesome, though. Which, but by the way, the, the, those shenanigans on the Browns, that, 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 that's, that's incredibly uh, – that, 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 that's a shame. If, if, if you have a problem with your quarterback, you address him one-on-one like a man. You're not going to uh, – this whole we'll, – we'll get my dad to live stream about Baker Mayfield. No, ha- have some guts and address him. <laughs> well, there you have it. We'll wrap it up there. JP, you, you go Rams minus four. You like Rams to cover. Uh, yes, I do. I, I don't like love it, but I'm, I'm sticking with something it. about me is telling me Cincinnati. I'm taking Cincinnati plus four. So All we'll right. find out JP. That's good. Are you, would you take them to win outright or do you just like them points? That's where it's like a question. Cause I could see it coming down to a field goal. So I definitely like Cincinnati plus four. I don't. I'm not as confident. Money line. I something about it. I just think Joe Burrow has like it, and I think he's gonna pull it out. I could see him just in a scenario where he goes down 14. He just doesn't panic and finds a way to consistently put points on the board. Yeah. And if it comes down to a field goal, I mean, Bengals got themselves a hell of a kicker. But like, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I don't. Who's the Rams kicker right now? Uh, Matt Gay. He's actually he's, he's actually good. good too. Yeah, I, was I like say. both these kickers. That's who I who I thought it was. I mean, I was going to say, like, a big game. You could see something happen. Missed extra point or something. It could come down to that. 
Um, but yeah, I think I, I do like Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think Cincinnati's had a tremendous year, and I I mean they've gone out and beaten everybody against their odds. You know, I think that you know, like I said, I'm taking the Rams, but I I, I don't love it. But I think just the superstar power and uh, uh, I I just feel like they have a lot of guys wanting a taste for that trophy. So I'm going to take the Rams. All right. There you have it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you listen to the regular Poor Man's podcast. We just had Corey Brennan on yesterday. Go to Facebook. uh, Like our page on Facebook. We do Facebook live videos now. We will not have one this Monday. Well, we will find out. I'm not going to have a guest on this Monday. But we might do uh, some Super Bowl stuff live from the Super Bowl. We might do uh, some small clips, uh, some audio that I put out uh, afterwards. So we'll see about that. Uh, but make sure you subscribe, watch that. We we do have the live video, so uh, click on on that. And we'll be recording from 565 Live in Bellevue in the future. So we're excited about that news. But for JP, thank you very much. Fantastic. <laughs> he's, he's making a face, but he's not saying anything. <laughs> On an audio show, that works out well. (laughs) Incredibly well. Thank you for having me. And um, if you can't see my face, it's a shame. Yeah, well, you can't. (laughs) Unfortunately, we we apologize. But uh, for Sports Guy JP, I am Chris. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope you had a good time. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the show to catch the latest episodes and share with your friends. We can't promise not to embarrass you. And if you just can't get enough, follow us on Instagram at Poor Man's Podcast 412, Twitter at Poor Man's Pod 412, and Facebook. This is Pittsburgh's own Poor Man's Podcast signing off. See you next week. Winning. You play to win the game. Great cash, homie.